Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. But today, the reason I want us to deal with this topic, and, and I really like the topic, I, I really love it, the mercy option, is that we are going to release some potential candidates of the kingdom of God. These potential candidates of the kingdom of God, they are the worldly, the wicked, and the wealthy. The worldly, the wicked, the wicked is anybody who is a sinner. The wealthy, people that are so wealthy, they don't even want to think about God. And the worldly, the people that are enjoying sin so much, they don't want to be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, Today, I want you to take some break. And the people you've been praying against, today, I want you to, to take a little break and pray for them. Probably, there is a soul of Tarsus in your life who God does not want to destroy, but God wants to save. God has no pleasure and desire that the wicked should die. The soul that's in it, it shall die. But God's plan and God's desire is not for the wicked to perish. I believe sometimes it's like that with God. That you and I went so far away until Jesus came and found us. He found and then God the Father is sitting in heaven and he's saying, The soul that's in it must die. And when Jesus is taking us into the presence of God, he doesn't hold us by our hand. He puts us in him. So we are in Christ. I normally say he smuggled us to God in himself. The biggest frustration of the New Testament church is that we scarcely preach from the New Testament. We don't preach the grace in the New Testament. We don't preach the love in the New Testament. We don't preach the faith in the New Testament. But most of us, practically, our preaching has to do with the Ten Commandments. That one shall die, and this one shall be stoned, and this one shall be killed. <laughs> and we are all walking about with death sentence all over us. So, verse number 15. How many of you are enjoying this teaching today? This is the faithful saying. And worthy of all acceptation that means other sayings are unfaithful and they are not worthy of your acceptations in other words reject all other sayings this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptations that christ jesus came into the world to save sinners to save what to save what to save what but are they not the people you are praying should die so what Jesus came into the world to save, you are very busy saying they should die. Now, I want to ask you a question. How many of the people you prayed against to die? How many of them are dead since you started praying? Every day when you see them, they look nicer than, when you start, than before you prayed. That means God is saying your agenda is not my agenda. Oh, come on. Come on.
and he came into the world to save sinners. Then look at what he added. Of whom I'm chief. I was the chief sinner. Go to verse 16. How be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus must show forth all his long suffering. That means God has to use me and show to the world how patient he is for a pattern to them that should hereafter believe on him to everlasting life. So God took you how bad you are, how sinful you are to establish a pattern so that people will say, if God can save this man and if God can save this woman, then they also can be saved. I'm praying that may God raise more patterns. Pastor Mike was telling us today about how he, they, they got fetish priests saved. Now, if the fetish priest is saved, other people will be saved. And that is teacher who was an impossible person. By the time that person is saved, others can be saved. Now, so the Apostle Paul is talking about the fact that mercy is an option. Now, you look at the, the people he, he, he described. Now, the works of the sinner. The works of the sinner. He said that the works of the sinner, and he begins to describe them. But, but that word sinner is simply somebody, it means a wicked person. It means somebody who is stained with vices or crimes. Somebody who is a hidden. So, when you are stained with vices, and you are stained with, with, with crimes, you are called a sinner. It stands for human beings who are falling short of the perfect standard of righteousness. And if the wicked means you are falling short of the standard of the righteousness of God, then every one of us is a sinner. So he said that he came to die for sinners. And he said, I am the chief of the sinners. And then he describes the three things you, he used to do. Number one, he said, I was a blasphemer. A blasphemer, that word blasphemy means to mean somebody who is a slanderous person. It means the evil speaking, revilers and abusers. People that abuse, people that revile, people that speak evil, people that are slanderous. And there are two types of blasphemers. One of them is the overt blasphemer. The overt blasphemer is, is the one who just sits down and says there's no God and then he speaks against God, speaks against um, God and says God doesn't exist and speaks all kinds of despicable and unprintable things about God. Now, that is an overt blasphemer. But there are other people that do it indirectly. They are the, I'll call them disguised blasphemers because they do it in a disguised way. They said they don't have a problem with God. The problem they have is Jesus Christ. And they tell you that this whole thing about Jesus Christ is some people that just imagined it just to create some religion to go against Judaism and go against Islam and they will persecute and they will blaspheme. And they said they don't have a problem with God himself. What they have is a problem with this Jesus Christ issue. And then they will also tell you that they have a problem with all this Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost thing. All this Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost thing. And they'll blaspheme and speak evil against the Holy Ghost. And they will also tell you, they don't have, some will tell you, they don't have a problem with God. They don't have a problem with Jesus Christ. They don't have a problem with the Holy Ghost. The problem they have is, is the church, these Christians. So they'll blaspheme and say all kinds of negative things against the church. Now, 
all forms of blasphemy the, the, there is not only the overt blasphemy but there's also the disguised one or the covert where people um, blaspheme and they, they do it um, in a subtle way and they don't even realize the consequences of what they are doing so Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12 and the verse number 31 he said wherefore I say unto you all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be forgiven unto men but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto them in other words there are many kinds of blasphemy and he said whosoever shall speak a word against the son of man it shall be forgiven him but whosoever speaketh against the holy ghost it shall not be forgiven him neither in this world neither in the world to come so he's saying that there are many kinds of blasphemy and the apostle paul was involved in the blasphemy against the church the blasphemy against the believers the blasphemy against God, against Jesus Christ, because he couldn't believe that Jesus Christ, who was walking about and they were just talking about recently, is really the Messiah. So for him, Jesus was no Messiah until Jesus Christ met him himself. So he said, I was a blasphemer. Number two, I was a persecutor. The man tormented the church. That word persecutor means to press. It means to chase. It means to run after it means to mistreat it means to be hostile towards somebody persecutors may persecutors may pretend to love god but they hate believers they pursue us they trouble us they do everything they can to stop us from doing what god has called us to do and paul said in the book of philippians he said something philippians 3 6 he said concerning zeal persecuting the church and touching righteousness which is in the law blameless i was blameless concerning the law and i persecuted the church he pursued them you and i know the kind of things that he did against against the church um he he just persecuted he chased them from place to place because of paul people ran went and hid in places like damascus and even there he will not leave them alone he's chasing them to catch them and bring them captive in, in, back to jerusalem to be to be destroyed and then, apart from that paul was an injurious person injurious means to be violent it means to be insolent it means to be aggressive it means to insult it means to mistreat and to be proud that was the kind of person he was arrogant and you remember ananias was when jesus said go and lead a man called paul pray for him that his eyes will open and pray for this man that he will see and be filled with the holy ghost he said i have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy sins at jerusalem this man is evil he is he he's he, he evil he has come here to destroy the christians he's he's come here to give them pain he's an insolent man he, he he's a proud man this man is a destructive personality you know what ladies and gentlemen as i speak about paul being a blasphemer as i speak about paul being a persecutor as i speak about paul being an, an injurious person i'm sure all of you can remember a paul in your life a soul in your family a soul in your place of work a soul in your nation a soul in your region somebody who is a blasphemer somebody who is a persecutor and somebody that is injurious somebody who has given you a lot of injuries in life now can you imagine if paul the apostle didn't get saved 
what the world will be missing. This man said, I was a chief sinner. Chief sinner. Later on, when God got him saved, the chief sinner became a chief minister. Can I hear somebody say chief minister? Now, the man became a chief minister. One of the things you read about him is how Paul became a chief apostle. The man became a chief apostle. And he was talking to um, the Corinthians. And he said, you Corinthians, I want you to know that when it comes to talking about the chiefest of the apostles, I come second to none of them. Um, this is the way he said in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and the verse number 5. He said, for I suppose I was not a wit behind every behind the very chiefest apostles that be i i was not even behind the chiefest of apostles he said i got born again i was a persecutor i was a blasphemer i i was an injurious person but he said i am not even behind apostle peter when it comes to apostleship he said even the chiefest apostles i'm not behind any of them I am at the level of the topmost apostles. That is what Paul was saying. And I came to declare to somebody right now that there is a fetish priest, there is a wicked person somewhere, there is a wealthy person somewhere, and there's a worldly person somewhere who is about to become one of the chiefest apostles. He said, I did not, I was not a wit behind the very chiefest apostles. If you put James here and put John here and put Peter here, I am at their level. That is what the man is saying. Look at another way he rendered it. I am become a fool in glorifying because you have compelled me. For I ought to have been commended of you. He said, you know what? You people should have commended me. I mean, this is Paul. If you don't commend him, you commend himself. I like something late... Archbishop Benzinida Hose, I used to say, he said, if people, black, if people blackmail you, white mail yourself. Now, so he said, I have become a fool in glory because the man, Akweya Boyjuma, this man had done a lot in the ministry and the Corinthians were rather following other people. The Corinthians were following other people like Apollos and they were following other people and they left Paul alone. They would not even recognize what he was doing in their life. And he said, I am become a fool because I have to glory. You are not saying the things I've done in your life, so I'm saying it myself. And then he said, you have compelled me to do so because I ought to have been commended of you. Now look at the way he said it. For in nothing am I behind the very chiefest of apostles though I be nothing he said I'm nothing because I came from the background of a sinner of being a sinner but now I want to tell you I don't come behind the apostles in anything he said he's at the level of the chiefest of apostles now this is the chief sinner who has become the chief apostle can I hear somebody clap your hands and I'm praying in the name of Jesus you know what the reason why many years ago many years ago christianity became popular and you see a lot of people in um 
in our charismatic churches you see the managing director of this the ceo of that that, that mp that minister of state that president that vice president and you see them in charismatic churches and they really don't bother you know we don't give credit to whom credit is due sometimes in the world but i can tell you that revival of big people going into our churches started from the full gospel businessmen's fellowship and the women aglo full gospel started bringing big men into the kingdom and they used to share their testimony that oh i used to be the managing director of this and this and i used to do this and this was my lifestyle and i used to live this very bad life and i used to be an occultist and i used to do this and this and then god saved me then other big people are like oh okay if mr so-and-so can be born again then they will be born again and that is what opened the floodgates and they started going into the kingdom and it is the same strategy for women aglo now so here is paul talking about the fact that i, I was a chief sinner and as a chief sinner i was a blasphemer i was um, a persecutor and i was injurious but now we are seeing that he's not behind the chiefest of apostles he's at the level of the chiefest of apostles and the other thing about him is that he they go to lystra and he heals a cripple or a cripple is healed the cripple gets up and starts walking and the people said in the language of laocaonia they said the gods have come down unto us in the likeness of men and the bible said that when they said the gods have come down to us in the likeness of men they called barnabas jupiter because of his stature and his looks and his noble nature and they called paul the apostle mercurius because they said he was the chief speaker and they called barnabas jupiter and paul they called mercurius because he was the chief speaker so we are seeing from chief sinner to chiefest apostle from chief sinner to chief speaker and that is why i'm declaring on somebody's life today that if there are wicked people wealthy people worldly people in our families in our places of work instead of they dying we prophesy today that the dry bones will live and they will be converted i pray in the name of jesus somebody you are going to pray for your husband like you've never done before you are going to pray for your wife like you've never done before you are going to pray for your dad like you've never done before you are going to pray for that occultist uncle in your family like you've never done before you are going to pray for the chief of your village like you've never done before and guess what you are going to pray even for the fetish priest in your village we are praying that salvation will come to everyone in the mighty name of jesus come on clap your hands and praise god mercy paul said i've obtained mercy mercy is an option when i was preparing this message i remembered a scripture when paul told the thessalonians he said we shall not all die can, can you say we shall not all die come on shout it we shall not all die say it again we shall not all die when i read we shall not all die then i told myself they shall not all be destroyed they shall not all be destroyed all the wicked in our world will not be destroyed but some of them will be saved some of them will be born again 
and the explosion of the power of the Holy Ghost will not destroy all sinners. It will not destroy all blasphemers. It will not destroy all persecutors. It will not destroy all people that are injurious. Look at the way Paul put it when he was talking to the Romans. Look at the way he put it when he was talking to the Romans. For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Can you imagine? I will have mercy on Nebuchadnezzar. I will have mercy on Jacob. Look at, look at the way Jacob was. Look at the way Jacob was. And God had mercy on him. And I will have mercy on Pharaoh. So Pharaoh, ten plagues. After this one. After that one. After that one. After that one. And God is still merciful. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then, it is not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. If you want to live long, stop fighting against people whom God has had mercy on. You will die early. You, you, know, you know the thing they call amnesty. Amnesty. When a criminal, let me not talk about amnesty, let me talk about presidential pardon. You know the thing they call presidential pardon? That an armed robber can be in prison. <laughs> Somebody can commit treason and the person is in prison. And the president can sign a legislative instrument and say, I have released so and so from prison. Listen, no lawyers and judges take the person's matter to court to go and say, is the person guilty or the person is not guilty? No. The president has said the person is free and the person is free. And when he says you are free and he has mercy on you and compassion on you, nobody can contest your freedom. In the same way, there can be a sinner and God has had mercy on the person. God has had compassion on the person. You cannot do anything about it. If you tell them to die, they will not die because the holder of life has decided to have mercy on them. He said, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Listen, the most dangerous person you can handle in life is somebody God has had mercy on and God has had compassion on him. Oh, Yehoah, you can fight them. You can go up. You can come down. It's, it's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but of God that showeth mercy. You can look at the person, and the person is running. He's not fast. The person is running. He's not fast. The person can run. The person can sing. The person can preach. Sometimes the person does not even look as holy as you think they should look like. But God has mercy. Ayakabashi. I remember when Jesus Christ entered the house of a certain man called, entered the house of the Pharisee. The Bible said a woman came and Jesus had mercy on the woman. And the woman was using a 
hair to wipe the feet of Jesus together with the tears and the Pharisee was sitting there and they said if this man was really a prophet he would know that this woman that is touching his feet is a sinner and Jesus turned and addressed them and said this woman's sins were many but I have forgiven her I came to declare to somebody in the name of Jesus that person you want to die that person you think ah Ah, the Lord said I should tell some of you I should tell some of you that if you don't repent you are like Haman in the kingdom of Persia God had mercy on Esther God had mercy on the Jews the Jews were taken into captivity because they had sinned against God. They were taken into captivity because they had offended God. But after many years of captivity, many years in, in bondage, God had mercy on them. And God said, I'm going to bring them enlargement and deliverance. And God is working through Esther. And God is working through Mordecai to show these people some mercy. But there was a man called Haman. And Haman said, though God is showing them mercy, I will not show them mercy they must die they must be destroyed and while Haman was trying to destroy what God has not destroyed and Haman was trying to kill what God has not killed God was busy promoting Mordecai promoting Esther promoting the Jews until Mordecai went and committed suicide I want to tell some of you right now if you don't change your life you will soon commit suicide because as for the people God has decided to bless them God has decided to be merciful on them God has decided to be compassionate on them God chose not the kill not the revenge he said vengeance is mine but mercy is also an option and God has decided to go for the mercy option and I pray over your life in the name of Jesus what God has blessed don't attempt to curse it and when God curses something you cannot bless it but I declare to you today in the name of Jesus that the mercy of God is moving around the whole world that God is showing somebody mercy I pray in the name of Jesus that mercy will locate a persecutor that mercy will locate a blasphemer that mercy will locate an injurious person and the thing about the blasphemer the thing about the blasphemer the thing about the blasphemer the thing about the persecutor the thing about the persecutor the thing about the injurious person watch this the thing about a blasphemer persecutor injurious person the thing is you don't like them you don't like them and you don't trust them so ananias did not like paul ananias did not trust Saul. and god said now go and pray for Saul." you're about to pray for somebody you hate somebody you don't like somebody you thought should be dead the person should not be alive oh Yehoah. the person lied for you destroyed your life this preacher is standing there saying I should pray for them 
Yes, that is what the Bible said. Pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. I pray in the name of Jesus because you know what? Some of those souls in the kingdom of darkness might become the apostle Paul in the kingdom of God. Why does God save the sinner? Why does God save the persecutor and the blasphemer and the injurious person? It is because they can move from being a chief sinner to being a chief apostle. They can move from being a chief sinner to being a chief speaker. And I pray, Nakadonde Kabaha, Iknastamihan, Labande Kabasaya. Aye, come on, clap your hands and scream like your voice is yours and praise Jesus. I believe you've been blessed by this message. For further information, please visit www.eastwoodannaba.com. God bless you richly.